Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Sometimes when it feels like the darkest and loneliest time in our life, it is then that we can hear God more clearly. When all seems lost, remember that there is a God that cares for you and loves you more than you know. In the case of Pon, God spoke to her in a dream. Pon was a woman that is the manager of a local hair salon. Chris Sorensen will share with us about how God reached her in her darkest and loneliest time in her life. Hello, my name is Chris Sorensen, and my wife Shannon and I have been Adventist Frontier missionaries for almost 20 years now, serving in the country of Thailand. I have three beautiful children, Alina, Jeshua, and Sela, and we have been serving the last about seven or eight years in the province of Kongan, where we're doing a Center of Influence project a cooperative effort between Adventist Frontier Missions and the General Conference. Peace Music Academy was established as a music school to kind of function as a way to reach out to the middle and upper class segments of society, but we also teach many from the lower segments as well for free. Those who can, of course, pay, and we are having an amazing time using music which opens doors to people's hearts to share Jesus with them. And I want to share with you now a story that I recently wrote. It's entitled Paradise, Peace, and a Pickup Truck. I hope you enjoy it. A small gecko silently clung to the ceiling and patiently awaited its dinner of an unwary insect that might fly too near to the dim fluorescent light in the center lounge of an empty, home-based hair salon. Just below that hungry gecko sat a hungry salon owner, a middle-aged woman named Pawn. Pawn was trying to enjoy her dinner, but was oblivious to her long-tailed, four-legged dinner guest over her head. She didn't have much appetite for her meal, felt completely alone and discouraged. Of course, she shouldn't expect anyone at that late hour, not a friend, not a customer, and in fact, under normal circumstances, she would prefer it to be that way. But not on this particular day. This day for her had been far too quiet, especially during the business hours. No one had come all day for a haircut, a wash, or a hair drying treatment. No one had come by for even a short friendly visit. And with a few exceptions, it had been like this for the past several days and weeks. Why was that? because it had come again, that universal destroyer of health and wealth. You know what I'm talking about, COVID-19. It had even latched its terrible tentacles onto Pond's remote corner of Thailand, and fear of the virus was now sucking the life out of that local economy too. Pond was dealing with it all alone. 
for she had long ago divorced the father of her three kids. Even though there was a new man in her life, he was at this very moment away with another woman, and she knew it. As for three children, Pawn's two oldest had both tragically died while they were still teenagers, and so her only living child was a daughter named Lee, her pride and joy and sole hope for a better future. But, but Lee was far away, living and working in the big city of Kongen, which was not easy for either of them. And to top it all off, Pawn's dear mother, indeed her best friend, had recently died. Now some of her mother's final words were still ringing in Pawn's ears. She said, I'm really concerned for you, Pawn. When I'm dead, how are you going to make it? Pawn did not know. And just then, Pawn thought of her daughter, Lee. Lee had become a Christian two years before. Pawn had never approved of Lee's conversion and had even mocked her daughter's faith. But Lee, being the somewhat stubborn and fiercely independent child that she was, had never bothered to ask for her mother's permission to be baptized. Later, whenever Lee would come to visit her mother, just before bedtime, she would say, Mom, please, I would like to pray to God, okay? Pawn did not join her, but she did not forbid her either. Pawn just sat and watched and listened as Lee prayed, mostly silent prayers. But Lee would always end her prayers with an audible, Amen. Pawn pretended not to care about Lee's new religion, but over time, her curiosity increased. And now, in her depths of depression and despair, Pawn began to seriously ask herself, why not try praying to Lee's God? What if he is real? What if he does care? And what if he can help? What do I have to lose? All of these questions raced through her mind. And so just before bedtime that night, with no one but that little gecko overhead to see her, Pawn knelt, folded her hands in the typical Buddhist fashion, and earnestly, timidly, began pouring her heart out to her daughter's God. Oh God, she began. Please bless me and be merciful to me. Please help me to encounter only good things in my life. And please, somehow, draw me closer to you. Amen. And that was it. That was her first prayer, just a few seconds long, but packed with raw sincerity. Having finished it, she promptly turned out the fluorescent light and drifted off to sleep. Later that night, Something extraordinary happened. Pawn had a dream in which she saw herself, her daughter Lee, me, my wife Shannon, and our youngest daughter Selah, plus two other unknown non-Thai men, all in our white Toyota pickup truck. We were driving down a long, narrow pass between two mountain ranges. The mountains on either side of us were completely black. There were no lights at all. No house lights, no street lights, no radio lights, nothing. 
just darkness. Even the, the road that we traveled seemed unnaturally dark. Pawn pondered about this supernatural darkness as we continued driving right through it. And finally, I stopped and parked the truck. Immediately, Pawn heard a loud voice overhead and all around us that said, You've arrived. As Pawn looked through the windshield straight ahead of us, she saw a glorious mountain which at second glance appeared to be a radiant city shining with a supernatural light and with colors that were so bright and alive. Everything, including the trees and their leaves, was shining in otherworldly colors. Pawn had never seen such beauty with which to compare this place. As she gazed upon this dazzling sight in front of her, she heard the same loud yet invisible voice speak again, saying, This is where Lee is going to live, and this is where you are going to live too. Pawn experienced absolute bliss as she gazed upon that beautiful scene. Waking up from that dream, Pawn's joy and peace remained. Certainly, that voice was God's, she thought, assuring me that even though my life's road may lead through some difficult situations, God is near me, and in the end, He will take me home to live with Him and with my daughter someday in that radiant, happy place. Only later, when she called to tell Lee of her experience, her discouragement, and her first sincere prayer and the wonderful dream which followed, did her daughter Lee excitedly explain to her mother what the Bible says. Lee told her mother that in the Bible, God describes his dwelling place as Mount Zion, the place that Jesus promised his followers as their eternal home, living with him. A couple weeks later, Pawn came to Konken for a surprise visit, and we invited her to spend the night with us. At family worship that evening, Pawn joined us and shared this testimony. It just so happened that earlier that day, I had reviewed the story of the Exodus and Moses' song in Exodus chapters 14 and 15 with someone else. And so it was easy for me to retell that story for Pawn, sharing the highlights of Israel's escape from Egypt and how they passed between two mountains, one on either side of them, and how God led them at night through the dark, through the Red Sea and onward. I shared with her from Exodus chapter 15, 17, how God had used Moses to take his people toward, quote, the mountain of God's inheritance, the place where the Lord made for his dwelling, the sanctuary that his hands established. And then I concluded saying, God desires to lead us all to that mountain and care for us just like he cared for the Israelites long ago. So we don't need to worry. We just need to believe and follow him. Now, a couple weeks later, I called Pawn again, actually several times. Pawn told me that she still had that abiding peace 
even though her challenges remained. Her anxiety and fear for the future were gone, though, and her neighbors and customers could clearly see the difference. She knows that God is near her as she prays to Him every day and listens to some beautiful songs about God that her daughter Lee sends her through Facebook Messenger. And I have been excited to share this story with you, dear listener, for I have asked Pawn to retell her story to me a few times just to make sure that I had the details correct. Now I hope that you are encouraged too by this story. But this is really only the beginning of Pawn's pilgrim journey, like described in Psalm 84 verse 5. Please continue to pray for strength for Pawn and her daughter Lee as they join us in walking life's difficult path, led by and drawing ever closer to that invisible God who has so wonderfully revealed his desire for them to appear before him also in Mount Zion. I hope you enjoyed that story. It was a great encouragement to me, and I hope it has also been for you too. If you would like to learn more about our mission work that we do through Adventist Frontier Missions, I would encourage you to go online to www.afmonline.org and you can search through the Missionaries tab down to almost near the bottom where the S's are, Sorensen Project, and just click on Christopher and Shannon Sorensen and there's all kinds of articles there that you can read that we've written. And if you want to give to the project, thank you. For those of you who have already given, thank you. And for those of you who have been praying for us from the beginning, thank you so much. We could not do what we do without your prayers and support. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Chris's testimony as he saw firsthand how God can reach anyone, anytime, especially when they need it most. Please keep Chris and his family in your prayers as they continue to serve the unreached.